Hey everyone, and welcome to this first video from Gilbert's LLP. My name is Chad Betteridge, a librarian at the firm, and today I have the great privilege of sitting down with the man himself, Tim Gilbert, to talk about the early stages of his career. But that's not all. There's plenty more where that came from. Tim is full of stories, and there's going to be a lot of content on this channel in the weeks to come. So, if you'd like to be a part of that, please don't hesitate to click the subscription and notification buttons down below so that you will be notified every time new content goes live on this channel. But without further ado, let's get into it for today. Tim, thank you so much for sitting down to talk with me. Good morning. Good morning. Tim, for those who might not be familiar with you or, or might be familiar with you but not familiar with your background, let's talk about your uh, origin story, as it were. Can you map out the early years of your career and walk us through how you got here? Sure. I'm uh, in somewhat a failure. Failure as a vet. I want to be a veterinarian and be a gentleman uh, farmer. That was the idea until I found out how much work there was involved in being a real scientist. So um, I uh, pursued liberal arts, I pursued work in government. Um, I came back and I became a lawyer thinking I would still be some form of entrepreneur. Um, along the way, I uh, discovered what a great pleasure it was and privilege it was to be a lawyer and uh, use the gift that I had of the gab um, to help people. Um, so I started at a big firm, um, and that was Goodman's in Toronto, uh, full service operation. And, uh, I embraced everything I, I could get my hands on and had great training. Um, along the way, I worked with, um, a company out of Toronto that was very aggressive in the pharmaceutical world. And, um, that company is Apotex. It was so-called the bad boy of the pharmaceutical industry and in that it, uh, genericized products and brought them. Uh, to market much cheaper than the original brand name products. And there were epic battles um, going on. Um, I found that to be um, very rewarding in one way, but also exhausting. Um, I worked incredible hours um, and I felt all the time there had to be both something more to life and I wanted really uh, a broad uh, training. Uh, and um, at that time, I I looked around the market and I thought about doing uh, almost like day duty in court uh, getting my hands on anything I could just to get into court and uh, hone my skills as a, as a trial lawyer. I joined up with Alan Lensner and Ronald Slatt, um, two great litigators, um, as well as three other partners um, out of a big firm of McCarthy's when I first started at Lensner Slatt. And um, I was the first associate there. Um, it was crazy working for five very busy people. Uh, of course, now it's a much bigger operation. Um, and I just took whatever came my way. Um, Alan would come in in the morning and say, hey, Timmy, uh, you're going off to court. You're fighting for whatever it would be, a hotel receivership, uh, uh, defending the honor of uh, uh, a friend of his whose mother uh, fell downstairs. <laughs> and uh, my first trial was a slip and fall. Uh, but I embraced it and embraced every opportunity I could. Um, and along the way, this... Uh, passing familiarity and interest in pharmaceuticals and access to medicines came back on referrals. Um, referrals from uh, my former firm, which is a credit and referral from now a federal court judge, uh, or I guess he's retired, but Justice Hughes, um, in an interesting area to me, which was regulatory law. And that was how do you bring products to life? Um, how do you get them not just uh, be so-called a, a cost center uh, to a company, but help them enter into the market 
and, um, and, and see the endemic moment of freedom when they can sell products. Um, so it, it was an interesting pathway because it hadn't really been a thing in law. Um, it was uh, kind of like an oddball um, uh, practice area. But what it led me to was pursuing for um, Apotex and the general public access to the American market, um, which had been frustrated um, by multiple pieces of litigation, multiple patents, preventing um, uh, uh, products from getting to market. And I'm not an American litigator. So and everyone said, what are you doing helping this company um, get to market? And um, my answer was, well, I'm looking for a pathway. I'm looking for a creative strategy that would break through the barriers and, uh, and allow the sale of uh, a product that otherwise met approval from all the regulatory authorities. And um, despite the teams of lawyers working in, in America on the issue, they hadn't been able to get through. So I developed what's called a, a legislative pathway, um, a regulatory pathway, where we literally um, brought a campaign to change the law, uh, ended up going to Congress um, and, uh, and pursuing um, a form of advocacy, which was different, uh, advocating in front of media, advocating in front of consumer groups, building a coalition to affect change. Um, and so what that uh, led me to was somewhat a further oddball. I was a Canadian lawyer in an American, uh, not just court, but American Congress, even further afield from where I was. And I was getting pressure um, from my firm saying, what in God's name are you doing? And uh, to me, I felt that I had to go out my own um, to do this work, which was out of the box for sure. Um, and uh, so I, uh, I left and uh, started my own firm in 2001 with literally briefcase and cell phone um, and calling it um, Gilbert's because with an apostrophe S because I was the only Gilbert at the time was it a fact you normally call people Goodman's or Tories or this type of thing and we were uh, Gilbert's with an apostrophe S and uh, set up shop in the iconic Flatiron building in in Toronto. Uh, that was a deliberate choice because I felt we wanted to be out of the box and different. And all the big firms were in towers downtown Toronto, still are. And uh, the Flatiron building in Toronto was literally, is the most filmed building in Canada, I think. Um, very interesting. Uh, the windows open, uh, multiple floors. Um, and uh, that led to us uh, attracting a lot of top, uh, top clients and, and top talent uh, coming, to, um, coming to our firm. And of course, with these kind of people and this effort and this creativity, it did lead uh, to getting a call from the White House saying, can you come to the Rose Garden? Um, and we are going to pass um, regulatory pathway and legislation uh, preventing the frustration of generic companies getting to market. So that to me was kind of a signature accomplishment. It spoke a lot about being an entrepreneur. It spoke a lot about taking risks um, and, uh, and also benefiting the public in a huge way. So that was the genesis of the Gilbert's uh, law firm right there. When you first launched Gilbert's, what were you hoping to do or achieve? Well, at the time I felt that um, there was a, a, a kind of a gap in the market that people weren't looking at problem solving the same way. Um, we weren't really, I wanted to use advocacy skills to help people 
in front of government. I saw there's this unique interface between private sector who didn't quite understand what government's issues were and the government who didn't understand the private sector. So that was the genesis. Um, the litigation went along with the kind of companies we were interested in. Um, and that is they're idea-based companies, they're innovators. And if you're an innovator, you either want to, you want to protect your ideas. And so I saw an opportunity there, although I've spent a lot of my career on the generic side of the business, I saw an opportunity in the reverse side because I was never that doctrinaire about this. It wasn't, I wasn't some kind of uh, a cause person. That was, you know, one key battle, but I saw the other side, which was unless we have incentives to support innovation, there weren't going to be um, new products and new opportunities coming out. So, and the investment wouldn't come in. Um, to support research. Uh, so we developed kind of a, a, a litigation group that looked at things equally. We're one of the few firms out there that support both sides of, of the, this type of battle on patents. And I saw an opportunity to build a creative group of people who helped, um, who helped innovators, going with where the market goes, going with where the opportunities are, um, rather than saying, you know, there's going to be great opportunity in AI one day. Um, I didn't know that in 2001, but certainly um, as science and as industry gets there, we're um, along with them. Um, so we built a team. I think that was the other key component. Um, the, the head of Apitax, who's now deceased, uh, as this, um, was this character to me, but great man in, in, in many ways, Barry Sherman, who um, brought me into his office when I first said I'm leaving and said, I want to speak to you. And I was kind of trembling because he was a, an important, um, you know, supporter of mine. And he said, I will give you, this is very valuable work. I will give you the work on one condition. And I said, okay, what's that? And he said, you must build a team. This is too complex. This is too, like, there's a lot at stake and you need to have um, talented people around you. And that with that, I was like uh, a guided missile. Yes, absolutely. I will build a team and um, had the philosophy with that building and these opportunities, if you build it, they will come. And along the way, we've been blessed with having great people. And I think that's the critical component uh, to the success of any firm. Um, it's the talent within and, and you know, the esprit de corps uh, that goes along with it. So I think it was to build a team, creative people, open to opportunity based on this you know, boutique um, innovation-driven companies. Um, and that's what we've done. So what do you envision for the future of the firm? Uh, what changes do you see coming in the coming years or even uh, decades? Well, we're going to uh, go back to our roots. We had left, um, we'd left the Flatiron building, uh, which was a crazy building, right? The Flatiron building had um, uh, old elevators, the oldest elevator in, in Canada, I believe. It still operated manual elevator. And uh, we had great stories of you know, being in a, in a uh, opportunity, being in a competition for work, um, uh, they're called beauty contests, and a uh, big company out of the States was there, and we took them down in the elevator, we got stuck in the elevator, and there we were for over an hour, hour and a half, until uh, the Toronto Fire Department fished us out of the, out of the elevator, and uh, I didn't hear from these people for a long time, and I thought, geez, out of interest, I'm sure we lost the work, I, I know that, but I just wondered, where did it go? I spoke to the guy and he said, oh, it's going to you. 
He said, oh, my God, I had nerve. He said, oh, it takes time to get these things through. But he said, that was, that was unforgettable, <laughs> that experience of being there and, uh, and really getting to know you. <laughs> so um, things like that happened. Um, uh, it was a magical place to me. And then we went, because of growth, it's almost growth can kill you. We had almost too many people. Um, and we went uh, to the tower. And uh, to many people, that was great. Now you're in a big tower downtown Toronto. You're wearing the big boy pants, so to speak, of uh, being a lawyer, uh, Bay Street lawyer uh, for Canada. And um, we were kind of, to me, like every other firm. They're all in big towers. And it did worry me. Um, and uh, we lost some, of, lost some of that. And we've had um, now, after 10 years there, an opportunity came to us uh, to do something different. And where we're going is we're going uh, to an iconic building called the Waterfront Innovation Center uh, on uh, Sugar Beach in, in Toronto. And um, what, what's going to be housed there is the Mars um, Innovation Center, uh, taking 50,000 square feet, bringing in entrepreneurs, bringing in scientists, bringing in engineers, um, and uh, kind of that startup uh, philosophy. And um, we've, so I see us being on the early stage company side, helping innovators uh, through to the big suit uh, where there's a lot at stake and, and uh, you're fighting over uh, fairly significant territory. Um, we've created a, a special model for this called Slingshot for the early entrepreneurs. Uh, which is a subscription-based uh, uh, legal services model uh, that allows people to allows companies to spread over the legal spend over the course of the year, getting access to precedents um, uh, that we maintain, uh, keeping costs low for them in that key time where they're trying to build their company and don't want to get burned up by legal costs, but also don't want to do it wrong and get caught up by problems, whether it be IP problems or litigation issues. So. I see the two sides of that um, uh, that happening um, for us is continuing to to work with innovators at the early stage and tackling what are the biggest most complex problems of the day. Um, so that's our that's our plan. And you know the building is somewhat deliberate to the choice. It's on Sugar Beach. A lot of thought has gone into work life balance. Um, you're close to uh, you know the waterfront trail. You're on the water. It brings a smile to your face when you walk in. Um, and um, I think it's incredibly important to people uh, that they have um, the, uh, you know, have the enjoyment of where they work. Um, we've all gone through this uh, COVID um, nightmare, whatever, uh, Groundhog Day. Um, people are cautious about going out, but they're really, I can just see it. There's a pent up demand to to collaborate and work with people again, not just on the Zoom thing that we're doing now, but one-on-one -on -one mentorship of young people. Um, how do you learn, um, you know, uh, if you're not side by side? It's you know we're doing our best to try that, um, but I think with this presence, it will be a, a place that people want to come to and enjoy being at, and it will be a center for collaboration of a whole bunch of people from around the world. Um, right there on the uh, um, and kind of set the new center ice being uh, you know the waterfront. So that um, we, you know again where it takes us, uh, nobody knows exactly. I think it takes us where people and the companies we work with take us. Tim, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you.